Welcome to Nerd Sports. Today uh, we're going to talk about Cameroon. It's a game I saw like professional Indians, not the you know the Indians that uh, not the Indians that we Christopher introduced Clo- Christopher uh, Christopher Columbus found. Okay, so not the, the not the ones that we introduced Firewater, Syphilis, and 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 uh, measles too, right? Smallpox, but, but yeah. like Indians isn't Hindu. Yeah. Isn't you ever been bitch slapped by a thirteen armed goddess? I no, I don't. I don't know what it is. I, that I was, was racist. This. Holy shit! <clears throat> no, what I almost said was really gonna be really racist. <laughs> it was gonna be super racist. <laughs> I'm sorry. The, I, I'm talking God. like YouTube's gonna yank this video so quick. I know, right? No, it, it's a. It, it's like a. I don't think it's pog, but it, basically you take one and you. It's basically like pool. Oh my god! And you, Pogs, I watched like dude, that that takes me back. Pogs. I know. Holy crap, dude! I know. I shouldn't have said. I, I, your, I, uh, your nerd, your nerd uh, <coughs> so visions from here, back in the day, dude. I didn't play with like just any pogs, dude. It was the Image Comics Spawn pogs, and, and the slammer was Spawn, and it was like a it was a foil embossed. Slammer, dude. <laughs> totally forgot that. Oh, my God. Oh, well. But, uh, yeah, I... Uh, I so is yeah. it like marbles with discs? No, it, it's... it's. I, I guess you would say that it's like... Well, it's it's a combination of, like, pool. Right. And it's, and it's C-A-R-R-O-M. Oh, okay. And well, see, now you got me curious, and I'm going to look this up. Well, I can send you the link real quick, what it looks like. But it, I, I was like, I mean, they were really, really, uh, it was like a sport, sport type deal. Oh, Jesus, dude. That was like an all text. There's no hyperlink in that. It's fine. I'll look it up. Um, yeah. Just, just put up uh, Indian board game and pop right up. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, but, so. But, go ahead. I'm sorry. But, uh, during uh, 4th July weekend, oh, God, I'm going to have to send this to you because the name's on it. Because we all know David can't do names because his <laughs> dyslexia hits up so hard. Okay. But, I got Joey Chestnut. Oh, right. The, 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 the uh, hot Joey... dog eating champion who seemingly seems no, is to that find... A he seeming... he, he... No, Joey Chestnut? No, dude. We're talking about Nathan's Hot Dogs, the Hot Dog Eating Championship every, I, I think it is 4th of July. <laughs> they're on in Coney Island. I don't know if they're going to do it, if they did it this year or not. I'm not entirely sure. But he breaks his own record. Like, he's broken his own record like three, four years in a row. The dude's eating like 70-something, 80-something hot dogs. Just shoving them down, dude. Like all they got is a glass of water, and they got I mean, buns and all. They got to eat it. Yeah, no. What uh, on this one? It was Shohei. Shohei Lo- Otani. Yeah, Shohei Otani and Joey Chestnut made sports history uh, history on July fourth. Uh, I read something that they uh, okay. Uh, Shohei Otani makes All Star Game history. Unless you've been yeah, there I already yeah, I saw that where he was named. He was the first. First player in Major League history to be named as a pitcher and as a position player for the All-Star game. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and that's it on my sports news. Right. I got okay. nothing else. <laughs> well, speaking of the All-Star game, yeah, I mean, it's coming up next Tuesday on July 13th. It's going to be 6.30 Central Time, 7.30 Eastern. Um, Is it going to be in Atlanta? No, it's going to oh. be in Colorado. Oh, um, what happened with that? Some kind of weird... Well, I think, like I said before, whenever we addressed that lawsuit uh, about a month or so ago, yeah, we, you know, if it's going to go back to Atlanta, it's not going to be until next year. And yeah. that's just because Major League Baseball, you know, they 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 went, they went full potato, and they they inst- uh, installed the infrastructure in Denver for the All Star Game, um, and you know I think at that point Major League Baseball painted themselves into a corner by moving it in the first place. One causing one city and the surrounding communities millions of dollars. Um, they weren't going to do that twice in the same year. Oh wow. That, okay, uh, here's another one that just happened like 42 minutes ago. Blue Jackets uh, Mast- Mastiff Kimnerk die, uh, dies from chest trauma from fireworks. Mm. Autopsy reveals. Blue Jackets, so that's, uh, that's going to be hockey. Yeah. That's, right. that's so sad. NHL.com. His uh, goaltender. I got a Fox. Goaltender? Yeah, let me pull that up here. Uh, he dies Sunday night, according to medical examiner. The cause of death was chest trauma from a mortar-style firework blast, not from a fall, which is what the police initially reported. Mattis, Matisse, Kivalinkis. As long as I'm not the only one that couldn't fuck that. Uh, and that could fuck we that extend our deepest sympathies to his mother, Estrada. His family and friends during this devastating time. Uh, let me see here. Kiwi, which is what I guess was his nickname, uh, was an outstanding young man who greeted every day and everyone with a smile. And the impact he had during his four years with our organization will not be forgotten. He was one one and zero with a three point four zero goals against average and a nine a point nine zero one save percentage. So he was a very very decent yeah. uh, goaltender. Um, uh, or we like to say in the United States, goalie. Yeah, well, goaltender, goalie. Yeah. Yeah, you know. But, uh, yeah, uh, impact, uh, uh, blunt force trauma from a, from a mortar shell hitting him in the chest. Yeah. Guys. That, that, that kind of almost happened to me yesterday when we were uh, shooting out fireworks. Yeah. We, what, it, what it was was the fuse was a little bit shorter. Right. And I hit it in, and even, I mean, we're looking at probably around about 15 to 20 feet yeah. uh, away from uh, the other guy that was doing the fireworks with me, my brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. And it went off, and I was, like, face forward to it because it went off and boom, right there. I'm surprised I didn't get a TBI from it. That, I mean, it was that car- close and that loud. Jeez, dude. Come yeah. on, man. You're better than that. Um, hockey news real quick before we jump back into baseball. Okay. Um, game four of the Stanley Cup Finals is uh, uh, set for uh, 7 o'clock Central Time, uh, 8 o'clock Eastern tonight. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning have a three games to lead, or three games to nothing lead over the Montreal Canadiens. Um, really, nobody had the Canadiens uh, picked to you know, get very far in the playoffs because 
the the lack of uh, the lack of uh, depth as far as playoff experience was concerned. But uh, they they've managed to you know they managed to get to the final uh, for the Stanley Cup for Lord Stanley Cup uh, Lord Stanley's Cup rather. Uh, so I don't know I'm, I I kind of want to see Montreal at least make a series out of this um, while while sweeping uh, you know a series is you know what you would like to see especially if you're rooting for the team that's got the lead but uh, now I mean will they will Montreal in all likelihood pull off you know what only the Boston Red Sox have been able to pull off you know thus far to date in modern sports which is being down three games to none in the best of seven series then come back and ultimately win four games to three I doubt it but I'd, I'd like to see it at least get to a game six you know um Tampa Bay, uh, they're they're the defending champions uh, for the Stanley Cup, so it'd be you know kind of cool to see you know to see a, a back-to-back champion uh, for the first time in any of our professional major you know major organized sports. Uh, you know, it just it doesn't happen because when you win that championship, ultimately you get that target painted on your back. Everybody's gunning for you, but you know you got to tip your hat and and you know give a round of applause for the Tampa Bay front office. They've managed to you know, pull that off with the right personnel moves, making sure that they keep the key personnel that were responsible, uh, the most responsible for their championship to begin with, uh, in place. And, you know, keeping the system that, that got them there last year, you know, for the most part intact. So, um, I mean, ultimately, do I think that Tampa Bay is going to win this series? Yeah. Um, I mean, Lord Stanley's cup needs to stay in the United States as opposed to going north of the border. Uh, so, you know, if, 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 if you are a resident native of America's two cat, hey, you know what? America, whatever. Um, but having said that. Uh, here, here, here's a little bit funnier news, though. Uh, England celebrates reaching uh, Euro's 2020 semifinals by flocking on inflatable unicorns in a pool. <laughs> it's just <laughs> I'll send you the link. <laughs> uh, uh, Gotta love the English, but yeah, it, it's it, it's 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 hilarious. Hold on, I got I got it to you right now. Hold All on. right, so shifting gears into baseball here. Um, <laughs> the Red Sox are the first team in the American League to hit 50 wins. They currently have a record of 53 and 32. Um, they're going to play. Uh, they're they're going into action today uh, against uh, the Angels. They're playing on the West Coast right now. They just got done taking two out of three against Oakland, and uh, Martin Perez, who is on the bump tonight for the Red Sox, and when I say the bump, he's the starting pitcher for tonight's game. Um, <laughs> I saw a meme this morning. Kind of made me chuckle. Is a uh, Martin Perez, when he when he, you know, when he realizes he has to face Shohei Otani tonight, and it showed Ralph from The Simpsons with that little caption, "I'm in danger." <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, That's funny. I mean, Shohei Otani. I mean, I, I get the I get and, and and understand the 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 amount of love that this guy is getting just because he's a two way player and he's really good at both. I mean, he dominates at the plate and he is an excellent pitcher. Um, and, you know, I think the reason why he's such a novelty is because of the fact that, one, yeah, he's playing in an American League, you know, in, in the American League where we have the designated hitter. Uh, 
Um, so generally, pitchers are pitchers only, unless they go to National League parks. Now, having brought up that little point, because the All-Star game is being played in a National League park, I am curious as to whether or not they're going to use the National League rules, which in the past they've, they've done that before. So if that, if that is, in fact, what they're going to do, then uh, Kevin Cash, who is the manager of the Tampa Bay Rays, um, he's going to be the one managing the, the American League squad tonight, or, uh, next week. It'd be kind of interesting to see how he uses Shoei Otani. Um, do I think the guy is the second coming of Christ for baseball? Absolutely not. It's, I mean, he's, he's good at what he does. And I think that whatever team ends up keeping his services or, you know, uh, employing his services through the free agency market, as long as he stays healthy and viable, I think he'd be a real asset to any team. Um, But uh, I I think at the end of the day, once the novelty wears off, I'm not saying that he's going to fade away into obscurity at all. And I'm probably one of the few people in the country that are saying this, but... uh, professional hitters being what they are they're going to figure them out and pitchers being what they are professionals are going to learn how to pitch around him and I think we might see just a slight decline in his numbers but he's going to make those adjustments as well so it's never going to be one-sided right now people are just kind of you know they're marveling at it and ESPN is not helping the situation at all Uh, neither is Major League Base or uh, neither is uh, uh, you mean the, the major league baseball ne- network? You mean the sports network. political news? Uh, yeah, helping? yeah. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's that too. But uh, no. Um, so I brought up I brought up Oakland earlier. Um, it's kind of cool. Uh, I'm taking my boys on vacation uh, tomorrow, and uh, Wednesday night, just kind of on a whim, just decided. You know what? I'm going to buy tickets because um, we're going to be in the Houston area anyway. And I saw. I looked at the schedule. Saw the the Astros were going to be at home uh, this this uh, this week. So I decided, eh, you know what? What the hell? And uh, I'm taking I'm taking everybody to the Astros uh, Oakland A's game at Minute Maid Park in Houston on uh, Wednesday night. So that'll be kind of cool. Um, I know that my oldest son and I, we you know that's that's one of those we're gonna plan to try to hit as many ballparks as we can, major league ballparks, within a reasonable driving distance uh, over the next couple of years. Um, but, you know, it's, uh, you know, the opportunities there. The tickets aren't that expensive. How much were they? I was always kind of curious about I think, about that. Uh, if I remember correctly, because uh, I know whenever I took the boys and my dad to go see the Red Sox play down in Arlington, and that disastrous dumpster fire of a series... Um, those tickets for three seats, it cost me like 250 bucks. Okay. Um, for six tickets, uh, for this, for this game, uh, now granted these are nosebleed seats and I did get them from one of those third party sites. Uh, it's a game time. It's an app where you can get discounted tickets for like concerts and whatever. No, we're not sponsored by them. It's just, you know, it's a shameless free plug. So whatever, um, go on with your bad self. But, um, the 14 people don't care. Yeah, no, the 14 people don't care. But uh, <laughs> we get that one executive that's on the, you know, that, that owns that company. Oh, God, we got a free plug. Oh, we're going to send these guys tickets. Looking at you. Um, if that actually happens, I'm, I mean, I'm still surprised we got, like, extra fixings when we go to Big Daddy's. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or, uh, Daddy Bob's. Daddy Bob's, yeah. Yeah, Daddy Bob's. Go to what? Daddy Bob's for really good barbecue on Tuesdays and Thursdays in Wichita Falls. Yes, and if you live in the Graham area, that's where he's from, so he's there the other five days of the week. However, anyways, digressing. Um, I think I, I overall, I think I probably spent, for six tickets, I think I spent just, I think I spent 200, 200 and just a little over $200 for six tickets. Really? Yeah. And... I know Minute Maid Park's going to have its obstructed views because, well, let's face it, Globe Life Field is a carbon copy almost. Is it? But damn near. I mean, with the exception of the wall out in left field, I mean, it's a, it's it's pretty much a carbon copy. I mean, they both have retractable roofs. Uh, roofs. The the same architectural firm, I think, they, built both parks. Yeah, that's probably the reason why. Because usually when uh, they have like uh, uh, firms the same firm and everything, they're yeah. just like, uh, we want ours to be just like this one. Okay. Uh, yeah. Hold on, but uh, it's going to yeah. take me a while. Okay, there you go. So got the you blueprints. Know, you know, in in, in true uh, now, there's a term for people who live in the Massachusetts area. They're called mass holes, right? Really? Yeah. I mean, you, you just say, you know, hey, quit being such a mass hole. You know, if you if you if you ever run into somebody from Massachusetts and you call them a mass hole, they'll either get incredibly offended because they don't want anything to do with sports, or they know about the Massachusetts sports scene, the New England sports scene in general, and they'll take it as a badge of honor. They'll almost take it like it's a compliment. So, you know, you just look at somebody and be like, quit being such a fucking mass hole. And then you're like, oh, oh, what do you know about being a mass hole, eh? You know, it's like, but... Uh, but in true mass hole fashion, Adam, I wonder if Adam gets that. If he actually, wa- hey Adam, if you actually watch this episode and uh, get on the mass hole, please message us because I want to have a little bit more in depth on that. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that Adam is a mass hole. He can be, you know. It's it's mass holes basically. If if you if 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 they're a true mass hole, they're that way in traffic. They're that way at work. Most of them are that way at home, but you disparage any of their beloved sports teams. And I'm talking about true mass holes where they are homers all the way, right? I wish we could get Bill Bird to see if he actually, because he's a Bostonian. I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah, I mean, and, and I'm pretty sure he's I mean, one he, of those. I mean, he makes money for, from it. Yeah, I mean, he, well, he's just an asshole. But you start talking, I mean, if he's into the whole sports scene up there, and you start talking bad about the Sox, the Celtics, the the Patriots. Uh, who else they got you know, up there? I can, I can act. Well, I know he he's a Patriot fan. Yeah, so I mean, you you start talking shit about the Patriots, and you'll see his mass hole come out. I mean, he'll be like, "Who the fuck are you?" <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's it's funny, but like I was saying, in true mass hole faction, the Red Sox are not playing in Houston this week. At all. We are watching the Astros play the Oakland A's, right? Me and my two boys are going to wear all of our Red Sox gear. <laughs> and it's going to be glorious. And it's just like, okay, so if the Yankees or whatever, they come to they come to town here, you know, uh, down in Arlington to go play the Rangers. If I get tickets to that game, I'm wearing my Red Sox gear for the sole purpose. You haven't got the tickets yet? No, I've, I've got my tickets oh. for the game. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, because there's a ballpark app, and they send you your tickets electronically. So I've got all the tickets on my phone. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. But uh, so all you do is that you pull up the app, and then they they scan the QR codes on your phone uh-huh. before you walk in. 
So yeah, it's a it's a pretty legit app. I've used it a couple of times already, uh, and it's I, I, to me. I mean, your phone is the one thing that you're more apt to you know keep track of. You're not going to forget your tickets because they're already with you. And I don't know. It's to me, it's just convenient. Uh, there's less of a paper trail, less to keep up with. I mean, me, yeah, I'm I'm kind of one of those sentimental guys that. Where if you go to a park for the first time, or if it's like a really special, like a special occasion, I w- I'd like to have the ticket stub. But the more and more I find that I'm purchasing sporting event tickets and stuff like that, these digital tickets that they transfer to your phone through email or whatever, it's it's just convenience, and and I I, I thoroughly enjoy it. So, but uh, uh, I'm trying to think of what else has been going on sports wise. I mean the uh, the only thing that's really happening right now is the Olympics finals to go into the Olympics. Yeah, uh, I want to touch on NASCAR. I want to touch on NASCAR for just a second. Uh, they had the uh, another road course race this past weekend. Uh, Chase Elliott won the 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 NASCAR the the NASCAR Cup Series event at Road America. It's like a four mile track. I mean, it's just the it just oh god, these laps are long, but. Um, Chase Elliott, he's got seven road course wins, and he's one behind uh, Tony Stewart for second, and he's two behind for tying Jeff Gordon with the most all-time road course wins at nine. But um, um, but it's kind of fun. Um, Jeff Gordon, uh, four-time uh, was it four-time? Yeah, four-time uh, NASCAR Cup champion. Uh, retired. He's been a sportscaster for for Fox Sports during their half of the NASCAR season for a few years now. Uh, he got named vice chairman of Hendrick Motorsports, which is a big deal because I mean that's who he drove for uh, during his Cup career. Um, he he actually did sign a lifetime contract with Rick Hendrick, uh, the owner of Hendrick Motorsports, and so I think eventually when Rick Hendrick does step down, they're gonna they're gonna keep the name Hendrick Motorsports because that is just an absolute powerhouse. They have the most wins all time in the Cup Series. Um, but when Joe, when when Mr. Hendrick decides that it's time for him to step down and retire, I think uh, they're they you know they've been grooming Jeff Gordon for years for this for this position. So um, I, I'm I'm excited about the future of Hendrick Motorsports. Uh, just seeing the, the the level of talent that's on the track week in and week out from uh, the you know from the Arca series to the K N West K N East uh, even the Xfinity series crash or the Camping World Truck series uh, these guys these these kids that are out there driving these cars they're just they're they I mean they have talent I mean absolute talent they have the they have a, a structural and technical understanding of the car the behavior of the car in and out of the turns down the straightaway. Um, they're they're becoming more and more fluent in, in, in the language of aerodynamics, uh, in the way that you know cars behave either in traffic, through clean air, you know side by side racing, things of that nature. Um, I'm excited for the future of the sport. Uh, as far as the talent uh, talent side of it is going to be concerned, it's going to put good racing on the on the track. Um, as long as NASCAR doesn't try to tweak with the aerodynamic packaging of the vehicles too much. And, and impose these socially aware rules or whatever. Um, I, I think that the this, the series is going to stay viable and it's going to stay um, relevant for a very long time to come. Which I mean, if you think about it, I mean the the, the sport NASCAR has been around since the '40s, so you know it's it's 
it's really it, it went from being a regional circuit to it now it's an it's it's a it's an international phenomenon you know phenomenon or phenomenon so you're not the only one that can't speak English. Wouldn't it be more national than international? Well, I mean, no, a lot of, internationally they do watch it, but well, no, a, because we've got drivers school. from all over the world. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, we've got Daniel Suarez. He's a, he's a native of Mexico. Uh, he's driving for the series. Uh, we, we've had people from Canada. People like Dan, uh, Boris said, who was, an, I mean, just an absolutely brilliant road course driver. Um, we've had guys come over from Formula One, to, uh, specifically like. Uh, Scott Speed, um, Juan Pablo Montoya, uh, they, they came over from Formula One. Danica Patrick was the was the one bright shining star from from Indy uh, IndyCar series that mm-hmm. came over to drive NASCAR for a while. Um, her NASCAR career really didn't amount to a whole lot. Uh, I think initially she was just a PR move, and the front office at NASCAR decided, hey, this would be great for the sport, and it did. It brought a lot of visibility to the sport, brought a lot of uh, diversity into the program because there are a ton of talented female drivers out there. Um, oh, yeah, that's better than her. I mean, uh, well, I mean, Danica Patrick at the same time, I mean, she she, she understood the physics of a car, but I, I just, I think that she was, and this is just me giving my take on her, but her inability to accept responsibility for her hands and, you know, her hand in a wreck, uh, an, on, an on-track incident, really... It, it it left a bad taste in the mouths of a lot of fans and especially the drivers around the garage. Um, you know, and, and don't get me wrong, I don't wish ill upon Danica Patrick. I'm, she's, you know, I, I've gotten to see her in person a couple of times during, like, pre-race stuff whenever the drivers would come out to, like, the midway where all the fans are and do, like, meet and greets and stuff. And, yeah. And, and she seems very, very down to earth. Uh, well, she did win the... Uh... Uh, she had a victory in 2008. Yeah, Indian, it was in, in Tokyo. Ja- yeah. Jap- uh, yeah, Japan 300. Yeah, and that was the only IndyCar race that she won. Um, but now I think she does like special commentating for for the IndyCar series uh, for NBC, um, which is which is fine, you know, and it's great. She's still she's still very knowledgeable about the sport of racing, whether it be NASCAR, whether it be Indy. Um, but now, I mean, she's more of kind of like a, an I mean. She's still active in the motorsports uh, arena, so to speak, but uh, you see a lot of her more on Instagram now, more about self-awareness, yoga, that kind of a thing. She's just out kind of just living her life. She's not pulling the freaking, what's her name? uh, The chick that played Pepper Potts. Gwyneth Paltrow? No, no. She's not not selling candles and saying that it smells like her vagina. No, she's not doing that. Or the uh, vagina egg. (laughs) Yeah, no, she's not doing any of that. Um, most notably, she was engaged to Aaron Rodgers for a while. Yeah. Um, and then I guess Aaron Rodgers cheated on her. But, you know, that just seems like kind of like an Aaron Rodgers kind of thing to do. Um, not that I have a bad opinion of Aaron Rodgers. I mean, but I know that I, I'm not the only one that, sh- you know, that shares that sentiment either. But, um, but yeah. Uh, I don't want to get her take on the whole. <laughs> and, you know, the thing acting. of it is, and the thing of it is, is that <laughs> she... She threw like a couple of passive aggressive jabs at him, didn't name him by name, and other than that, man, she's been very respectful of the whole relationship, how it dissolved, and everything like that. She has pretty much kept her opinion to herself, which I think really needs to be served as an example for the rest of these jackass celebrities that are out there, you know, like tearing each other down. You know, I, I mean, with the exception being 
like Amber Heard and uh, Johnny Depp. Yeah. Well, I'm sure Johnny Depp was no angel. Amber Heard, I mean, come on, man. She uh, the stuff that's coming out uh, about her right now. I mean, Dude, she's a monster. Yeah. Oh my god. Just for, yeah, well, just from what we're getting from the news and what's happening with her and mm-hmm. Johnny Depp, it's literally like she's one. Of, she should be put into our one of the other shows. Socio, yeah, yeah. So psychos uh, and sociopaths. Psychos and sociopaths. Yeah. So uh, Amber Heard, if we find out that you cut off more than just Johnny Depp's little finger, we will come after you. Just you know, you have been put on notice. <laughs> yeah, she's. So. so someone asked me, it's like, oh man, Amber Heard, she's pretty cute. I was like, dude, she's an eight. Oh yeah, I think she's more of a nine. I was like, nah, she's an eight. Oh wait a minute, I forgot to tell you, I have a one to twenty scale. Well, no, and here's the thing, you know, and uh, and I tell my girlfriend this all the time. For me, and, and, you know, especially, and, 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 and everybody should be like this, but beauty goes more than just skin deep because, you know, Rodney Carrington even said so himself that, you know, he, he'd rather be with a, a big girl with a good attitude than a pretty woman who's, well, a fucking bitch. Yeah. He goes... If you're if you if you're a bigger girl and you got a great attitude and a great personality and you like to laugh, yeah, you know you're gonna go places. But if you're a big girl and you got a bitchy attitude, you might as well carry a joke book around in your back pocket because your life's gonna be hard. Yeah, you know. And for I me, I mean, look what happened with Phil Hartman. Yeah, I mean, exactly. He had, a, he had a beautiful woman. She was and she all, shot him in the head. She, yeah, and she killed him in his sleep, no less. Yeah, but at least wake the motherfucker up with like, a hand job or something. <laughs> Right, but... It's like, hey, honey, how's it going? You know, but... Boom! Yeah, you know, but my thing of it is that... <clears throat> I mean, you could be an absolute stellar knockout 10. I mean, 10 out of 10, we're talking Bo Derek 10 out of 10, right? Yeah. And if you don't know who Bo Derek is, you're probably too young for this show. Anyway. Actually, um, I think there's some people that... Uh, we were too young for that reference. Yeah, but if you... But but we're nerds as well as people who who like sports. So I mean, we're going to get that reference because yeah. we've done our homework, either through our own cultural exposure or before we decide to go off on a hot take about something. I mean, like, how many you know, sitcoms had that ourselves. poster in the room? Dude, tons. Yeah, tons. And not to mention the fact that I mean, that movie was just it was iconic. Yeah. So, but moving on, um, I mean, you could be a ten out of ten until we meet you. And if we find out that you've got some shady shit going on, if you are a less than stellar human being, to me, that is going to detract from your physical beauty because at that point, your personality is going to bubble to the surface. And, you know, I mean, you, you could look like, and, and this is going to be a throwback here, so this is, going to, this is going to definitely measure our age. You could be a Kathy Ireland. Okay. Okay. But... If you have an Arlene Warnos personality, to me, you'll look like Gollum. Or Kathy Griffin. Mm, yeah, yeah, Kathy Griffin. I mean, she's definitely a ginger Gollum right there. I mean, like, my career is my precious, you know what I mean? I know, right? I, I get that people or have... Rose Gala. Oh, no, not Rose Gala. What, what the fuck her name is? Rose McCallan. Rose McCallan. There yeah. we go. Close. We're going to chalk that up to your dyslexia. Yeah. Um, 
God, you're such a dick. God. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's... There you go again, making fun of someone's uh, handicap. No, sir. Negative Ghost Rider, that pattern is full. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, it's... Uh... Okay, so my girlfriend is down there she's she's uh there's there's a dr seuss exhibit Mm -hmm. uh down there in the houston area today she just sent me this picture she's uh standing next to a uh, sneed tree (laughs) (laughs) how long is that exhibit i don't know i think it's going to be there still while i'm down there this week but it still kind of pisses me off that i was never able to go to uh see the uh russian uh Fabergé eggs. Yeah. You know, if, if I were to go to this, I know shit legitimately would go out of my way to find a Lorax costume. And I would terrorize the crap out of some kids. They're going around there, poking around, screwing with the exhibit, and be like, I am the Lorax, and you need to get the hell out of here. <laughs> I speak for the trees. <laughs> I would totally do that. I would do that. I would I would harness my inner Nanny DeVito, too. I'd be like, no. <laughs> and that, folks, is where we lost Johnny throughout the episode. And uh, I can't bring it back, so we're going to head. No. Oh, God. Okay. God, really? You would, yeah, you... I, I went there. I'm not, a, I'm not, I'm not, I, I am, uh, I, 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 I'm not going to be one of these people that, that touts myself as being a, uh, a Good humanitarian. Yeah, I, you know, it's, it's. Yeah, we're both degenerates. I'm yeah, like, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm a very, very, de- I'm, I'm an overdeveloped degenerate. So, uh, what was it Kai was saying earlier over drunkards? And I'm like, no, God, no, no, because that would imply. That we have to do it that, while that, on alcohol. That, we no that would that would imply that we've immersed ourselves so much into that habit that it's now become a, a problem that we recognize. Like, oh, I'm a drunkard. No, no, it's only a problem if a you go to meetings and b you admit to it. I'm not admitting to a damn thing. <laughs> so, I admit it all the time. M- mentally, mentally, I still reserve the right to claim plausible deniability. Well, there's a there's a a lady at the uh, parade mm-hmm. that one of her kids told him, it's like you need to act more li- like an adult, and she's like close to like I think pushing like fifty, yeah. fifty five. Well, she was one sitting next to the uh, my nieces, mm-hmm. and she's like, I'm never gonna act like an adult. If I act like an adult, it just means I realize that I'm probably gonna die. Yeah, I think we all, to a degree, suffer from Peter Pan syndrome. You know, we never want to grow up, but then you get these people that that suppress that to the point where they just age prematurely oh yeah you know and it's like and and again i'm not i'm not going to name any names i'm not going to point any fingers i'm not going to call somebody out um but there have been people in my life that have quote unquote prided themselves on the fact that they are more mature than i am and i'm like okay that's fine you go right on with your bad self because i see how you're living your life now you got no room to talk. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, and those people. If, don't if, have if, if, if the decisions that 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 come, if the decision making process that comes with being that much more mature is any indication, I don't want no part of it. 
You know, it's okay to dabble in maturity. It really is. It's okay to dabble. But for the most part, I mean, you look at some of the fields around here, dude, that's where I keep my, you know, that that's that's where I grow my fucks. Yeah. And, and I haven't been to harvest in a long time because there ain't nothing out there. You know, I saw a balloon the other day that spelled out the word fuck. I looked at it and realized, oh, it's a flying fuck. But alas, it was not mine to give. So, you know... <laughs> That's a good one. You know, I mean, <laughs> That's a very good one. I mean, one. people ask, you know, I mean, because we knife hand all the time. And, uh... Do I knife hand? I think I do it on accident. Uh, you you, you do it occasionally. Yeah. I think it's more when you're around me because of the fact that I'm doing it. But, yeah. Um, I mean, people ask me all the time, well, what's the maximum effective range of your knife hand? And I'm like, well, it's about as far as I can throw it. But you see, right over there, that direction was the... the I mean, that was the last known location of the fuck that I gave last, you know. So, but I I tried to grow fucks, but I just couldn't. Yeah, I've I've got a bit of a black thumb. Yeah. So you know, there there's the there's the multicultural interracial portion of our show. Yeah. Um, or did we already cover that? We (sighs) did at the very beginning when we were talking about Indians versus Indians. I had to clump my hand so I didn't do the freaking thing. This this episode has gone horribly off the rails. Well, there wasn't that. Well, the only <laughs> the only other thing the only other thing that we could actually talk about is uh, the Olympics, which is going to be pretty soon. Uh, yeah. What is it in two weeks? Something like that. Uh, you know, and honestly, and not getting and getting away from the actual uh, crap show that actually happened. There's a lot of people that actually. Um, like Bills, uh, the gymnast. Yeah, I mean this is like her seventh. Yeah, she's she's from the Sugarland Houston area. So I mean, it, when, when I was down there a, lot, a couple weeks or about a week and a half ago, I mean that she was all over the local news, and I mean, rightfully so. I mean she's she's the hometown girl, but I mean when she's out there competing on TV, yeah, I'll watch the gymnastics. That's fine. Um, the baseball being a part of the Olympics again this year. Yeah, I'm going to watch to see how Team USA goes. Obviously, USA, USA. Um, but uh, for the most part, man, honestly, I have to be completely transparent here. I, I, I'm just not that excited or even remotely looking forward to watching the Olympics. I, well, I like some of the stuff in the Olympics. Like, they, they're trying to get a younger crowds and everything like that, so they do snowboarding and skateboarding now. <sighs> skateboarding... Yeah, I mean, dude, there, dude, dude, there, to me, what, that's just the X Games with extra steps, man. Well, it, it's another thing is is there's the point system is really ridiculous for those. Yeah, I, I nobody think, really. Nobody yeah, I think really the IOC really took a they they tried to take a page out of the ESPN X Games playbook, and and those shady motherfuckers. Oh, the X Games. Oh yeah. God! It, Dude, that, if that you, was, if that you know one of the judges, thought, yeah, I mean, if you know one of the judges, dollars. you're pretty much you're you're almost guaranteed. It's almost as bad as uh, the Oscars. <sighs> yeah, you know, and it's funny because well, not it's not funny. It's sad that <clears throat> politics has seem seemingly found a way to weasel itself into every facet of our lives. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, for God's sake, I just want one day, one day, 
or we can turn on a TV, we can turn on the radio to listen to a sporting event, watch a sporting event, or even attend one in person, and not have to worry about somebody ramming their political ideology down my throat. I mean, no means no. I don't go that way. I've got a shitty gag factor. I would make a horrible gay man. And I can say that. You know, whatever. If you want to come at me, fine. I don't care. Pride Month was last month. But oh, yeah, well. at the same time, it's like, I know what I believe. I identify myself as a Reagan conservative. You know, you've got those certain, certain principles, small but limited government, truth but, you know, trust but verify, you know, peace through strength, things like that. But I don't want to have to sit there and either, you know, I, whatever your, your political ideology is, whether you're a liberal, whether you're a conservative, whether you're an independent, whether you're part of the Green Party or the Blue Party or the, you know, sitting on your hand until it falls asleep, jerk me off as a stranger party, I don't care. By the way, when, 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 when I go to a sporting event, like a baseball game, when I walk through those turnstiles, by God, I want to be a fucking kid for three hours, three, four hours, however long it takes to play that game. I don't care about what's going on outside. The zombie apocalypse could be breaking out outside, but as long as I'm, as long as I'm on the other side of those turnstiles, leave me the fuck alone. Let me, let me, let me take fact or take solace in the fact that I'm, I'm in my refuge. I'm in my safe place. If you, if we want to start throwing around woke terms, okay. I go to a sporting event to get away from the everyday. Yeah. And because pol- politics has forced its sway, I, say, I said wormed earlier, but it has forced its way into everything. Everything has to become politicized now, and I'm just like, I'm so sick of it. Uh, well, that's the, same, that's the same thing, reason why, you know, talking on uh, our... Uh, our technical platforms and everything like that that we have. There's a lot of people that are like, oh, you're going to get in the political scene and everything like that? It's like, fuck, no. No. I mean, I mean yeah, every I, once I, in a while you I, go, like, yeah, shit yeah, deep in it. Yeah, we, we've done that. We're yeah. guilty of that. But at the same time, that's not, that's not... That's not the fullness of the show. That's not the focus of us. You know, that's not what we do. I mean, we're just two guys sitting around... Bullshitting. Yeah, just shooting the shit. I, that was the whole description of our show yeah. is, hey, it's just a couple of things we would actually talk about on the porch, having a couple of beers. We try to do our due diligence. We try to do our homework so that way we don't sound like completely uneducated assholes. But at the same time, a lot of our opinions are just us talking out of our ass. Yeah. And that's the beautiful thing about it because this is our platform. This is our venue. Which we'll, we'll get more in depth on this week's episode when you're going down to Houston and we're going to do a Skype doing that. Yeah, but yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we're going to, it's going to, we're going to dub, well, you know what we can call that episode? The Great Experiment. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, so, but it's, to me, I, I just, I just want, I just want sports to be left to sports. Okay. Well, I just if, want... if, you, if you're going to make a political statement as an athlete, I don't care if you're an amateur, I don't care if you're a professional, I don't care if you're a collegiate, okay? You show up and you put that uniform on, you put that running suit on, you put your football pads on, you, you know, whatever it is that you're wearing to play the sport that you're playing. Yeah. Do your fucking job. That's it. That's all. That's all I care about. If you want to voice your opinions, if you want to make a statement, do it after you clocked out. Okay? I don't care to see people. When I'm paying money, I don't 
I don't want to see you kneeling for the for the national anthem, because as as somebody who pays your salary by putting my butt in the seat, I want to see the product I came to see. I don't want to. Hear, I don't care about your personal opinions when you're on my time. You want to go on Twitter. You want to go on Facebook. You want to go on these talk show circuits, and you want to talk about how. You think that police need to be disbanded and defunded. Well, fine, great. But don't expect any kind of quarter to be given to you whenever you're the one being photographed with armed bodyguards, but you're out there saying that every pe- everyday people like myself and you need to turn in our guns because we don't need them. Fuck that. Fuck you. And go get fucked and stay fucked. I don't care. You know? And I... <laughs> There's a guy on, on TikTok. I'm going to give him like a real quick plug, but it's Jake Barr. Okay, Barr Nunn is his, is his screen name, right? He's, he's got a line of merchandise. It's the GFC. He's, and it stands for get fucked, cunt. Hit him with the hard T. I mean, that's kind of his catchphrase. And I'm like, you know what? That's abrasive. Great. That's awesome. I love it. I think that, you know, more people need to be like that. You know, and I'm not saying like, carbon copy him and say, hey, okay, do, 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 do. You know, we get these people running around saying, get fucked, kind of whatever. And that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that you see, you start seeing it more and more now. And I saw so many memes of this yesterday where we, talk, where we were talking about social media and everybody, you know, all, I mean, the red, white, and blue. Everybody on the 4th of July is like, oh, yeah. And then you can definitely tell the people who don't like this country because our, either they go on these really obscure social media platforms or they just don't post at all because they know that they're going to get shouted down, right? Like yesterday, I'm at a public, in public. Mm-hmm. You know that, that T-shirt that I've got that says Make America Offensive Again? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I, I bought that shirt years ago from uh, John Burke, mm-hmm. okay, Army veteran. Uh, uh, he was a social media influencer for a while. I mean, even though he didn't want to acknowledge the fact that he was a social media influencer, um, I mean, it just says "Make America." Then he does. Again. Then he does. Then he does the. Uh, uh, oh, the paint, Rob, like, paint, the, paint, paint, the Bob Ross. Uh, Bob parody. Ross, yeah, yeah, paint like a liberal. Yeah, I yeah. mean, or paint like or the paint like a. Yeah, I mean, th- those are great. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just like we're gonna paint with our pussy hat pink today. You know, <laughs> and I, I love it. It's it's to me it's hilarious. It's so hilarious. It but. You know, it, he, he, he caught so much shit from the left, from these, these woke individuals, these, from these bro vets. I mean, he's evolved. He's grown. He's not as loud as he used to be. He's more of a business owner now, and he picks and chooses his battles. Yeah. Because he's got a business to worry about. He's got people that are under him that he has to worry about paying. Um, and I respect the hell out of that. But just the premise of that T-shirt, and I'm sure that if he saw it in the wild, he'd be like, oh, hey, that's a nice shirt. He'd be like, yeah, I know. I bought it from you. you know. But I, I honestly believe that we just need to stop worrying about what the hell is offending one generation versus the next because we used to not care, and we got along just fine. you know. And now we're all worried about whether or not Susie J. Rottencrotch or... Uh, you know, Tommy Wackett over there is going to be worried about, you know, well, what are they going to think if I say this? You know, it's like, who cares? Speak yeah, that, your mind. Now, now, granted, 
we do need to exercise a bit of tact and we need to be mindful of the people around us, but not to the point where you change your message because we need to stand up for our laurels. I mean, we need to be, we need to be convicted. And you get so many people nowadays that are just like, they're pushovers. And, and, and it's almost like they're a paper lion. You know, they, they fold into the pressure. The first time that it even gets remotely misty outside, they're going to crumple under the, under the pressure. We don't want that. We don't need that. That's not what we were founded on. That's not what we. That's not what we're about. That always gets me to the point where when I say, "It's like," I hanged out with way too many Brits when I was younger. So my vocabulary is like, "You fucking cunt," or "Goddamn, you're a salty cunt," and and there there's different variety uh, varieties of it. Oh, you know my favorite variation of the word "cunt" is right. What twat. Oh. Quit being a twat. Don't be a twat. Yeah. <laughs> but they, I'll, I'll have people, it's like, I don't like that word. Huh. It's like I had the First Amendment and I fought for it. What about you? Did you do that? <laughs> no? Well, oh, we could just chalk that up as to us being ungrateful you know, colonists, you know. So, you know, it, it, and I love it because, like, uh, there was a meme that went around yesterday. So you see all these liberals celebrating a holiday that was founded by a bunch of angry men with guns. Yeah, I posted that. Yeah, I saw that. And I saw that on more than one page yeah. yesterday, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's that's." Did and they then, have and that then, on our page? I don't think that was on our page, but no, I think I put it on our page. You know what? I think you're right. But one of my favorite ones, and this is where the nerd comes in for the nerd sports. Well, I think we've already covered that, but anyways, I digress. Um, it was a it was an imperial flag. And it says, "If this flag offends you, you're a rebel and a traitor." <laughs> I've seen that one. You know, I couldn't I find that. that one this year. I still like that. I still like that one. And and go ahead, take a look at our uh, uh, Facebook page or Instagram. You can get a couple of memes that I've been putting up there. I found out that I can post stuff on Instagram, and and that's where I've been posting my stuff. So, it, uh, yeah, I did. I did find us on Instagram. Um, <laughs> I like the uh, George Washington giving Stone Cone Stellinger to the. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I British mean, it, to me, I was like, either that's an RKO or that's a Stone Cold Steve Stunner. But um, no, it was on ours. Yeah. Okay. So ours was the uh, Toy Story one, though. Yeah. Um, you know, funny thing about Toy Story, Woody and Buzz. I don't want to fucking hear it. What? I was just going to point out the ahead. fact that Andy's mom had toys by the same name. <laughs> Fucking knew it. That's awesome. But actually, uh, she probably only had like one toy that was just combined. Buzz and Woody. Cuz well, wouldn't she have one named Peter Cottontail cuz of the rabbit ears? So yeah, but now, that's a whole now, different genre. Now, now, yeah, now now we're getting into hentai. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Oh, okay. That's, that's the basically comment. the only time you're going to get uncensored porn in Japan. But yeah. uh, anyway, so but yeah, yeah, there wasn't really anything that big other than that uh, hockey player dying. Yeah, um, really. Because uh, if still... we're gonna if we're gonna try to do the Skype episode on Thursday night, that'd be great. Um, because that'll be. Kind of like the preview show, and I'll try to shoot a little bit of footage because I'm taking the boys to Johnson Space Center on Friday. Okay. Um, so uh, 
that'll be that'll be a neat treat uh, for them. Definitely be a neat treat for me because last time I went to Johnson Space Center was 26 years ago, uh, about a month before I shipped off for basic training. Wow. Yeah, and then and it dawned on me, 26 years. I have been out of high school for 26 years. I joined the Army as a what behind the ears, oblivious as to how the world actually worked, 17-year-old becoming an infantryman. You're only a year old than me. How old, about, how old was that 26 years? I started school a year early. Okay. So, because um, I graduated in 95. Okay. Yeah, so, but, uh, <laughs> in fact, when uh, Maria was in town uh, last week, uh-huh. was it last week? Yeah. Anyways, when she was in town here last on her little mini vacation, um, and I met her for breakfast. I brought that up. She was like, shut your whore mouth. <laughs> I would tell you the same damn thing. <laughs> you know, she's like, how dare you make me feel old. I'm Dude, like, my, uh, my, uh. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, when I wake up in the morning and my back hurts, I'm like, fuck, did I, how did I fuck up sleeping? I know, right? Like, you go to, you lay down, you close your eyes, that's sleeping. Yeah. But we have terms in our vocabulary now, like, I slept wrong. How, how do you fuck that up? I don't know. I mean, I I do it a lot. I, I, I do I, too. If, apparently, if I what's what's really sad if if I sleep on my right side, yeah, I'll fuck up my neck. But if I sleep on my left side, I'm perfectly fine. Yeah, you know, and I find too, like if I sleep on my right side, my acid reflux kills like crazy, right? Yeah. If I sleep on my left side, not so much. Then I have to sleep kind of, sort of sitting up because I have been told that I snore not loud. I'm not like a chainsaw. You know, I mean, you know, it's, it's not like uh, I have to go wear like a CPAP or a, you know, whatever. Yeah, I was going to say that. But it's more one of those, like, I have been told it, oh, it's, it's kind of cute. I'm like, no, there's nothing to me about that that's cute at all. Like, none. I mean, and on top of that, it's like this little cute, dainty little snore. You know how, like, I like to do shit. It's like... I don't, yeah, like you wanna, to, I don't like to half-ass it. So, I mean, if I'm going to snore, by God, I need to snore. I mean, I need to wake people up next door. You know, or in another county. I don't think another county would be. I mean, because at that point, then I would, I would probably be required by law to separate myself. I, I want to snore so loud that it's like uh, people think it's an apocalyptic event. Oh, like one of the trumpets sounding for Revelation? Yeah, I got you. No, I see. I don't want to do funny, that. funny story. Because well, I mean, one dude, when I when I have found out that I, you know, when I have realized that I am snoring, yeah, dude, I wake up and it's like, I am, I am exhausted. Yeah, I I mean, absolutely exhausted. But and you know something else too, like the older we get. And you see these on, like, TikTok videos now where it's like the women wake up and they're mad at their husbands or boyfriends because they cheated on them in their dreams. It's like... My mom did that when she uh, when I was younger. My dad had to explain a black eye. Well, yeah, you know, but it's like, okay, now I wake up. If I'm in a bad mood, it's because I had a dream that somebody was pulling some shady shit. And I'm like, bro, I, I can't. I, I just, I can't. I can't. I can't. I, I can't allow myself to become that person. You know, so it's like I have to just remind myself it was a dream. You know, <laughs> I mean, yes, the comedic value is there, but I'm like, fuck, I'm getting old. You know, this is not cool. <laughs> you know, 
it's just really I hard. consider those kind of dreams, though, like a prophecy, so I end up trying to blow them up. You know, while it's okay to be, what's the word I'm looking for? Psychotic? Ar- no, not psychotic. Crazy? No, because those 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 are those are terms that can be used against you in a court of law. Oh, okay. Uh, while while it's okay to be comically violent in your dreams, oh, I, yeah, I try yeah. to keep them that way. Um, you know, it's like Tom and Jerry. You know, hitting some. You know, hit, hit, hitting cer- certain people from your past in the face with a shovel and having their face become a part of that shovel like you know the, like yeah, Tom yeah, and Jerry yeah. runs into it and you see his face or the frying pan or a frying pan you know or you know you just stick a stick a dynamite over there and all that happens is just you get the black crap that just kind of blows back like that yeah. <laughs> they dissolve into a matchstick and then the next time you see them they're they're fine but uh you know at the same time though it's like uh to me it's a little disturbing cuz it's like I'm trying to move on from you yeah Leave me and my dreams alone. <laughs> no, with, well, talking about the uh, the storing stuff, I remember one time uh, we were over at my grandmother's house on my mom's side, and uh, we were trying to get to sleep. It was probably around about eleven o'clock. It was just you know I'm a little kid, probably yeah. around about like eight or nine, and my grandmother farted. But when she farted, we could hear it in the other room. But when she farted. Something made the house shake. I mean, it, it wasn't like we heard the fart and there was a shake. It was like, no, it was like, boom. And I was like, it's the big one. And for the next 30 to 45 minutes, we couldn't get to back to sleep because we were laughing so hard. That's the kind of event I want. I just got... <coughs> I just got the link to pull up for the England soccer team. That I sent you? Yes. I, you know, because it, it didn't come up right on my phone, so I pulled it up on my iPad here. But Isn't that funny, though? I, I, I'm, 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 the, 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 the title of the article, England celebrates reaching Euro 2020 semifinals by frolicking on inflatable unicorns. I'm like, <sighs> the word frolic lends itself to a alternative type of behavior. <laughs> Fabulous. Can we say that? Yeah, we can say that. It's our podcast. Yeah, we can say it. Yeah, because it's, it's not American language. Oh, okay. So we want to talk about content, right? Yeah. And, and usage and copyrights and people getting offended, blah, 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 right? I had an Instagram post from 2017 get taken down because the Warner Brothers music group said I was infringing upon their copyright, right? Reagan, my 10-year-old, okay? He was like five back then, right? He, he was in the back seat of my car, and, you know, he was singing uh, Castle on the Hill by Ed Sheeran, right? Mm-hmm. I'm on my way. Now imagine a little five-year-old just getting into it, just jamming out, right? And I just turned on my camera and flipped it around and just recorded him singing the chorus. Adorable. Cute as hell. Loved it, right? It's one of my favorite videos of him. They took it down. And so I had the chance to appeal it. So and 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 I and I and I and I'm I'm 
paraphrasing here. I'm trying to remember exactly what it was that I wrote because it says, "Give a chance." You know, we're going to give you a chance to appeal it. You know, give us a reason why. Yeah. I was like, it is a snippet of a song that has been out for over five years. A five-year-old is demonstrating how much he loves the artist and that song. Get the fuck over it. And I submitted that. Uh, let's see, what was it? It was um, Friday last week. Yeah. I get a notification and an email from Instagram. They reposted my video. I won my appeal. Oh, awesome. I was like, what the... F- what? Okay. <laughs> no, well, talking on that, though, what's really funny is, is there uh, there is a YouTube uh, video that was... Uh, Literally fighting uh, the, the corporation, the Warner Brothers Cor- uh, Music Corporation. Uh, he was actually saying, I was like, well, it's this, 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 this. What happened with that is he just used a couple of the notes. And he showed it on screen. He didn't play the notes. He yeah. showed it on screen. Warner Brothers copyrighted and wanted to monetize that. And I think it was just like just a Britney Spears song or some shit like that. It, why they do it nowadays? You know who I blame for this whole copyright infringement crap? Metallica? Exactly. Specifically, Lars. Fuck that dude. I mean, you know, granted, okay, we have, we have Lars Ulrich to blame for a lot of things. The downfall of Napster. Yeah. The STD that was LimeWire. Okay. Guys, I mean, if you downloaded anything from LimeWire, I mean, you might as well have just gone out and bought a brand new computer because you were not saving that shit. No, you just might as well have shipped it to Thailand and get out as many freaking uh, sex uh, <laughs> right? uh, like, sex diseases, STDs on your like, uh, computer. You install LimeWire and download anything, your computer has now become a transvestite. Um, not even that. Oh I mean, well, you, you pre-op or post-op? Pre-op. Pre-op, uh, obviously. Okay, now... But, I mean, uh, you still I'll, have to get a little bit of KY jelly too. Yeah, I'll, I'll get to okay. this. No, I'll get yeah. to I'll get to this inflatable unicorn in a second. But I blame I blame Lars for that. I really do. I mean, well, now was, I got I, I I did have the chance to check seeing Metallica live off of my bucket list. I've never seen Metallica live. I don't but, like do concerts well live music i absolutely love live music because it's raw it's unfiltered artists they never play the same shit that you know same they play it the same way that it was recorded in the studio and i like it i like them more in a small venue Uh, yeah more like an unplugged type setting but yeah but i i I, you know i wanted to see metallica so it was like in the summer of 2000 for the summer or summer sanitarium tour right yeah the original date was in atlanta and uh James Hetfield got sick. So Kid Rock was opening up for Metallica during that particular point in time. Now, if you've ever listened to American Badass, the, the musical track is Fade to Black. Yeah. Okay? The entire song. Right? So they had Kid Rock up there filling in for James Hetfield trying to get this set done. And they go to seeing, you know, they go to start playing Fade to Black. Well, apparently Kid Rock did not know the words, or he forgot them. So what did he do? He starts singing American Badass. (laughs) Lars gets up, and this is the only time that I've ever respected Lars. He got up from behind the drums, walked up to the front of the stage, grabbed the microphone from Kid Rock, and said, we're singing our songs, not your songs. 
sorry everybody, we're gonna come back and do a makeup show, drops the mic and walks the fuck off the stage. Lifts, I mean, the entire band just left, right? Kid Rock's standing there at the front of the stage looking like a complete douche nozzle. And so, you know, Ticketmaster was still Ticketmaster back then before they became, you know, whatever it is that they've become now. But um, they were like, okay, well, we're offering, make, you know, if, if you've got ticket stubs for this show, then we're going to offer you free tickets for the makeup show. So at the end of the summer, I think it was like August, August or September, I can't remember where. I just know it was in, it was in 2000, but they did the makeup show at the uh, Starplex Amphitheater down in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Right where the show was originally at. So me and a buddy at the time we drove from Nashville to Atlanta, and uh, you know we were because we're going to the Metallica show. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna get to see Metallica, right? They had Corrosion of Conformity open up for them before Corrosion of Conformity got good. I think they had a new. I, I think they've got a different front man than they did originally. But this guy gets out there and he's like, "Yeah, I get a call, blah blah blah." Trying to make himself, himself, you know, make himself sound bigger than he actually was. We booed this fucker off the stage, <laughs> and that was their only opening act, right? Because I mean, legitimately, it was supposed to be a makeup show. They just sent him out there to warm people up. Yeah, and he ended, he got people warmed up. We got him fired. We got we got fired up because we wanted him off the fucking stage, right? And so. You know, we were like, boo, fuck this guy, fuck him, fuck you. You know, we booed him off the stage. He was like, fuck y'all. So he he starts walking off. Then we start cheering, right? And we're like, Metallica, Metallica, right? And, you know, I mean, you, just, you get a bunch of, like, drunk, ignorant metalheads in the Georgia heat and humidity. Oh, Oof. shit. Yeah, right? So... <laughs> <laughs> we're just sitting here. We're like, and it was but like another 45 minutes before Metallica's set was even supposed to start. And so they, they sent somebody from the band out, not not one of the band members, but like one of their reps, manager, I think it was, comes out. And he's like, all right, well, you boot off the, the opening act. And we're like, yeah, fuck that guy, right? I mean, and so he goes, we will play piped in music until the band gets ready. But it's going to be 45 minutes. We're like, yeah, fucking do that. Don't fuck, don't bring that guy back out. And so they were like, yeah, okay, cool. So they he, they walk off stage. They started playing piped in music, right? Yeah. And uh, it, it, it's it's hilarious, right? You get a bunch of metalheads, you know, they're out there just like we're jamming, right? I mean, we're having a good old time. Everybody's drinking. You could smell the weed getting passed around. And uh, and it's almost like. It's almost like that. It's almost like Bill and Ted. It's like Wild Stallions brought society together, kind of a thing. Yeah. Journey comes on. Everybody stops what they're doing. The noise in the crowd drops, and then you hear everybody singing along. <laughs> Just a small town girl, you know. And it's like it's hilarious, dude. Because we're like, oh, this is Journey, yeah. You know, it, we we all got fired up for Journey, and then as soon as the song was over. You see the band techs, you know, coming out, like the drum tech, the guitar techs, coming yeah. out and doing sound checks, right? And that dude hits that double bass, and like, right? And you could feel it. We're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know. And then the lights go out, and everybody's like, yeah. And, then, dude, it was an amazing show. And, uh, I mean, this was right after the Load and Reload albums came out. Mm. Uh, so it wasn't before the whole Death Magnetic. and It was, it was before all of, the, all of that stuff. 
um, and before they really sold out and wrote a sequel to Unforgiven. Unforgiven 2, like whatever, shut up. Who does that? Oh, I tell you who does that. George Lucas, when he sells out to Disney, that's who does that. You're not, you're not George Lucas, you're fucking Metallica. Be Metallica. Yeah. You know? We're talking Bread Fan. We're talking about Kill Em All. We're talking about One and Justice for All. We're talking about Deaver's Eye. Get out there and play a 15-minute guitar solo. You know, whatever. But but that was a cool show to go see. But And then after that show was over, you know, everybody's, like, dispersing, going their own different ways. And then James Hetfield comes out, you know, oh, we're going to stand against Napster, blah, 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 blah. Or not James Hetfield, Lars, I'm sorry. Sorry, James, whatever. Screw you, too. Um, <laughs> whatever. It's like he's going to call into the show. Oh, you did say screw me. Like, you know what? All right, guy, come on. Oh, well, you won't be able to do anything. Just... All right, I mean, what, 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 what are you going to do? You're you going to stick your fine art, rare wine loving drummer on us? Oh, come on. Anyways, um, I mean, Lars Ulrich lost the ability to sit there and go, fucking metal. No, you're not, dude. You're just a fucking highbrow hipster who knows how to play drums really well. But, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. This has gotten wildly off track, but it, it, it go on. We blame Lars for all of this copyright infringement crap. Because if he hadn't, have, you know, if he hadn't sat there and like screwed the pooch for us, you know, we would be able to. I mean, yeah, you're gonna have places like Pandora and 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 Spotify where they pay the artists royalties for the number of streams that their song, songs get. Just like we're on Spotify, and we get paid fifteen bucks for every one thousand streams, right? Yeah. Okay, so, and that's because that's our, our our intellectual property. People are enjoying it. And so through their subscription fees, we get that, right? And then if they're using the free platforms, they've got to endure the, the hardship of those commercials, right? But that's still generating well, revenue. And that's fine. That's great because that's a controlled environment. But it's, it's you know, you get... You, Warner Brothers, dude, they just... They really love their stuff, and I think the fact that Warner Brothers is almost kind of becoming... I mean, if it wasn't, if it wasn't for, for DC, I think Warner Brothers would almost be extinct nowadays. Yeah. No, what really gets me, though, and well, this would be a closing stuff, yeah. is you have someone like Metallica from our... Uh, well, not really our generation, but, you know, close by it. But you have somebody from Nine Inch Nails, Trent Reznor, yeah. who basically gives his shit out for free. Yeah. And what a lot of people don't know about Trent Reznor, he was the president and CEO of Apple Music. Mm-hmm. And, and when, when he left, and that's when Apple decided to go, oh, we're going to charge people to keep the music they've already purchased. Yeah. But he's he's done... Uh, that that is an artist you know every once in a while i'll hear some stuff about him and everything i i really didn't like him all too much i just don't like the techno style of uh heavy metal yeah the electronica yeah yeah but i mean every once in a while he'll come up and say i don't want to use guitars because i've used guitars too much in my uh uh music and i'm like what a douchebag then i re- i read up on him it's like oh oh yeah, that motherfucker is... It's like Prince. Prince was an artist. Yeah. Trent Reznor was an artist. <laughs> Prince... <laughs> or the artist. Re- the re- rest his soul, but... 
Prince was the only guy that I could think of off the top of my head who could walk into any place wearing puffy, puffy, you know, cuffs. Oh, he loved those stuff. Tight leather pants, his hair teased to the fucking moon, decked out in everything purple. And probably, he could probably uh, put it in context here. Because I just bought Wrath of Man on 4K on Voodoo, so I am going to be watching that later this week. Anyways, um, again, hearkening back to a previous episode, but he yeah, He could walk in. If Jason Statham was there, he would steal Jason Statham's woman, and there's not a fucking thing that Jason Statham could do about it. Exactly. That's the way Prince rolled. And, I mean, <laughs> while I'm not big on the whole homewrecker um, career, pa- you know, career field, uh, for obvious reasons, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, you, you, you literally, you, you literally have to take your hat off and tip your cap to the guy. Yeah. Because the dude walks in, and he walks in like he owns the place, and to an extent, he, well, he did. You know, obviously before he OD'd, but yeah, it, yeah, but Trent Reznor doing the things that, I mean, you want to talk about being an artist, yes, I mean, he was a, he kind of did his own thing, and he, and he really did for the longest time, still does, but it's more behind the scenes now, but as far as like artists standing up for the craft, I think he was more altruistic than some of your other, you know, mainstream predominant artists, and I think, uh, in, in, when you're talking about Trent Reznor, I almost kind of want to put Rob Zombie in the same same category as he is, you know, because Rob, Rob, Rob Zombie does his his thing, puts out a great product. It's it's kind of like produced art, you know. It's got it's got kind of like an edgy feel to it. Yeah, there's guitars, but you can definitely tell that there's an electronic influence in there. But it's, I mean, when you hear a Rob Zombie song. Or a Nine Inch Nail song, you can immediately identify what that is by its sound and and the memories that it invokes, versus this overproduced. Hey, we've got fourteen writers, you know, coming up with uh, work, 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 work. I mean, come on, you know, it's not like we've got people like Freddie Mercury who sits in a room and comes up with Bohemian Rhapsody, you know. I'm, I'm just saying. Music isn't what it used to be, but Trent Reznor, Rob Zombie, and there are a handful of other artists out there really keep it pure, and that's that's the part that I respect. So, I mean, if they want to go out and they want to steal people's women, that's fine, whatever. How did we get away from sports? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, uh, we were wait, talking wait. about trade right or trade trademarks. Okay, so to end it, here we go. This uh, this the, this uh, inflatable unicorn. The fact that its tail is hiked up, that leaves me for reason to concern. And uh, all, all I can see is Deadpool, dude. That's all I see. Yeah. That's yes. all I fucking see is yes. Deadpool riding this thing. If somebody did not show up in a Deadpool cosplay co- uh, costume to help the English team celebrate their advancement into the semifinals, they did it wrong. There was a missed opportunity there. That just means Ryan Reynolds just get his costume on and just do it. Well, considering the fact that Ryan Reynolds is Canadian and not English. Doesn't matter. He'll probably end up doing it in a couple of days. 
Yeah, that's probably true too. But yeah. but anyways, I'm David Dickerman. I'm Johnny Skelton, and this is Nerd Sports. Thank you for listening. Keep it classy, San Diego. All right.